Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to get green. Doug Oster and Jessica Walliser are in the house. All natural, no pesticides, no artificial ingredients. The Organic Gardeners. News Radio 1020 KDKA. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, as we say good morning to Doug and Jess, both from TripLive.com and Doug Everybody Gardens. He's headed to the Butler Home Show later today at 2 o'clock. I want to remind everyone that it's the week for uh, Davy Trees, and Dick Hill is going to be in here. Spring trekless time in about a half hour. But we're going to begin today's festivities by giving away a $25 gift certificate to Sorgles by calling 412-922-1020. And Doug and Jess, great to have you back again for another week. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, we come once a week. I'd like to, like to do the show. <laughs> I'm Doug Oster from EverybodyGardens.com. You come two times a week. And uh, the Tribune Review. And I'm horticulturist Jessica Walliser. Boy, Good a lot morning. To, lot to talk about. Yeah, Dick Till from Davy Trees here. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm out at the Butler County Home Show today, 2 o'clock, talking about growing your best garden ever. I have lots of uh, these amazing seed collections like uh, direct sow vegetables, direct sow flowers, pollinator garden, all from John Sheeper's Kitchen Garden Seeds. Today, 2 o'clock, Butler County Home Show at the Family Sports Center. And then our friends at Han Nursery actually are giving you a plant. If you tell them you heard it here on The Organic Gardeners, they have a beautiful cyclamen plant for you. These are left over from Easter. So they've but got they're like, still gorgeous. Oh, I saw the picture yeah, you posted. Yeah, they're beautiful. They've got racks and racks of them. Just go to Han Nursery. You can get one plant per family. And uh, tell them about growing cyclamen. Cyclamen, they're such a great little plant. I mean, they have these beautiful, glossy, heart-shaped leaves, and the, the flower stems stand up above the leaves, and they look like little butterflies on sticks, I always think. They're just such a pretty flower. Um, that You can grow them as a regular house plant. Uh, they will eventually in a couple of months go into dormancy so you'll think they're dead because they grow from a bulb and all the leaves will die back. And well, boy, they can bloom like, oh, for no. a long time. They bloom for a very long time and then they'll come back and they'll bloom again if you just sort of let them go through that dormancy period and then repot the, the bulb and then they'll do their thing again. They're pretty great plants. I talked to a mutual friend of ours for an interview, Nikki Jabora. She has been on the show. Yes. Uh, she has a book called Veggie Garden Remix, but you guys do something together with a couple other garden we writers, do. right? We do, yeah. We have a website called Savvy Gardening, S-A-V-V-Y Gardening.com. And, uh, award-winning. Award-winning, that is true. It won the uh, Garden Writers Association uh, Best Blog and Best Digital Media for 2007. I was sitting it's at the same cool. table. You invited me to sit at the table. I felt very honored. And then <laughs> you were up against about 100 different people, and then they called your name, and you went up there. It was very exciting. Yes, Let me was. interrupt here very quickly before my mind lets it slip away. I said during the week that I was going to ask you, uh, to this question. So spring is here, weather not cooperating, but people are just antsy. They want to get out. They want to do something. Weather's going to get a little warmer as it did yesterday. Sun will probably kind of peek through. What can you do other than actually planning just to get ready so you feel as though you're actually attempting something good when the weather is warm so it'll get you in the right frame of mind so when it's time to really let loose, you'll be ready to go. You know, we're kind of like a broken record in that uh, we're always telling people that you can't turn the soil over 
if it's too wet. And so the only re- way that I, I plant at this time of the year is just by putting some compost down. Just take a couple bags of compost, put that down, and only planting really cool crops. But, I mean, I can't imagine you've got your peas in. This has been awful No, weather. I haven't planted anything. I was just talking to some friends about this last night. Normally my lettuce is in by now, um, some other spring, you know, cold season crops like the peas and the onions and things like that, and I have not. I don't want to go out and work in the soil because it's just so wet. So I've been doing things like, you know, uh, cutting down the ornamental grasses and pruning back the the butterfly bushes and doing some pruning on shrubs. I know we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, tree pruning with Dick Till today from Davy Tree, but there are certainly things that you can go out there and do if you want to putter around a little bit in this cold weather, but um, don't do any digging much too early and the soil is just too wet and you're going to ruin your soil structure for the entire year. And it's funny, the story that I did on Nikki from Savvy Gardening that you work with uh, was all about growing something different. And yesterday I was at Penn Hills Lawn and Garden and a friend of mine, Len Lehman, did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Len Lehman from the Rock Garden. Good guy. Yeah, Rock yeah. Garden Society. He's an expert at Rock Gardens. Him and his, his buddy Al uh, follow me all around the the world to listen to my talks for some reason. <laughs> I, I call, I'll have to talk to them I, about well, that. I, 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 whenever I see him, I said, this is officially becoming, you're becoming a stalker now. So, well, come on. I got to give him some, got to hassle him. But he gave me some really cool uh, tomato seeds, some stuff I'd never heard of before. And one that has the most interesting name, wild boar, mint julep, a green plum tomato. I I can't wait to start that. Uh, but then wild boar mint julep. That's the name of the tomato. Yeah. Yeah. I never heard. I mean, I thought I heard every weird tomato out there, but he gave me some winged beans. Um, and I can't grow them because I don't have the sun needed, but you're interested in them, right? The seed packet right here. (laughs) You hear those seeds rustling around in the bottom of the packet. I am super excited to grow these because Nikki Jabor, uh, up in Canada, she grows these beans and she said how much she really, really enjoys them. And they are winged. They literally have four wings that come off of the, down the whole length of the pod. And they're sort of like a ruffly wing. Uh, and then you, you eat the pods and apparently the whole plant is edible. Like you can eat the shoots, Mm. you can eat the blossoms. Um, it's actually perennial in a Southern area. Like it overwinters as a tuber underground, um, which is pretty interesting, which it won't do here. But yeah, it's a neat plant. I'm excited to grow it. Thank you. So I can't believe that I mentioned the Butler Home Show and you haven't said anything yet. So go ahead. Uh, yeah, I did say it at the top of the show, but I'm at the Butler County Home Show today at two o'clock talking about growing your best garden ever and have lots of great seeds from John Sheeper's Kitchen Garden Seeds. Uh, we've got these little packages of like 10 packets for people. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have a lot of fun. It's at the Family Sports Center on Route 68. Come on up and see me today, 2 o'clock. All right, folks, get on the line. Doug and Jess would love to talk to you today. We already have Brad and Clarion wanting to talk Easter lilies. Whatever's on your mind, call us at 866-391-1020. Bank Kinston Access, kdkradio.com. Good morning. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. This is Radio 1020 KDK. All right, right to the phones we go. If you'd like to join us today on the Organic Gardeners, 866-391-1020. Dollar Bank Instant Access, kdkradio.com. Leftover ham recipes, orthodox uh, traditions for Easter, and a whole lot more today on the Coons Cooking Hour. And then it's the A-Team, the, well, First quarter in review with Jamie Meredith and company, Heffron Tillis and Germany and you, then the Coons Market Black and Gold Sunday show. Brad in Calarian. Brad, good morning. Welcome to KDK Radio. Good morning, everybody. Hey, Brad. How you doing up there? <laughs> We're doing pretty good. I got a surprise this week. Um, my daughter got us a Easter lily, 
And I thought, you know, just the same old white wheat, really, and it had, oh, about 13 blooms on it. They weren't out yet. When it did come out, that's when my surprise came. Uh, it was yellow. Oh. Mm. And it's called Asiatic Lily, mm-hmm. Tiny Bee. Mm-hmm. I pulled the tag out and read about it, and it's a perennial. Yep. And uh, I never saw one like that before, but it's beautiful. And that soon took the place of the Jingle Bell Pozzetta in the centerpiece of my, <laughs> my You table. still had your poinsettia going? Oh, my. Thanks to Jessica, it's really thriving well, and uh, it still looks beautiful. But I uh, replaced it with the lily, and uh, that lily is so, so nice. It's a bright yellow. I don't know if you guys probably know about them. Well, but, Jess, you're going to have to tell him all about the lily. Now he did so well with the poinsettia. Give him information about the lily. Right. So your 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 daughter did good there on that one because those Asiatic lilies actually survive very nicely in our gardens, especially compared to the Easter lilies, those traditional white trumpet lilies. Those are a little harder to get to return in the garden. They're not quite as hardy. They're a little bit fussier. The Asiatic lilies are great garden plants. The only downside to them, Brad, is the rabbit's absolutely love them and so do the deer and so do the deer so when it's done blooming and you're done enjoying it in the house go ahead and transplant it out into the garden but put a little fence around it or something like that to protect it from the rabbits um because they will eat all the of the foliage off of it and then it you know won't bloom again for this year but you'll have the green stems there all summer long and then, but next year it should return. Now it's normal bloom time is in the summer. They're forced to bloom early for Easter in the greenhouse. So it's you won't. Into, it's gone into the flower garden for sure. Because, Excellent. Uh, we'll have a nice flower out there next year. Yeah, there you go. Good. Your daughter did good. Tell her I said great job. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Brad. And one more thing, if I may. Uh, run up to date you on the bear, Rob. Uh, it came back that night in the middle of the night. And it got put its front paws up onto that dumpster out there, and it dumped it. It, uh, it uh, after it crashed, it made a big noise. And my daughter and my son-in-law, they live in an apartment next to us there, built onto my house. And uh, they looked out, and it was sitting under a nearby tree, shaking its head. And I thought probably that. He put his paws up on that dumpster, and it tipped over and hit him in the head. Oh. <laughs> he was. He was there shaking his head back and forth underneath that tree. Aww. Well, I'll tell you what, I didn't put any ibuprofen out for him for his headache. <laughs> Next thing you should do is just leave the forklift out with the keys in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, you know what the game commission did? What'd they do? They gave me a, a, a bundle of blue rubber gloves. I said, man, I'm not going out there and boxing that bear. What he the? said, no, no. He said, you blow it up. You put ammonia in it and blow it up and hang it out there and... And he said, whenever they just you know put some bait on it, whenever they bust that balloon, get a uh, whiff of that pneumonia, he said, they don't like that. Interesting. So, yeah, but so who's going out there to hang those balloons? I'm not. That's a deterrent, I guess. <laughs> you know, so, why don't they just wait and tranquilize the thing and get it out of there? Well, I asked him about trapping it, and he said, we have 10 traps. And he said, we have uh, them all out over the county for bears. He said, do we... Hmm getting a lot of reports now and, and pesty bears, you know. Have you yeah. ever seen, have any any of you ever, I've never seen a, a, a bear. Have I've you? never seen one and I don't want to see one. Me neither. It can <laughs> outrun you, outclimb you. 
I'd never want to see one. Yeah. We saw two no, baby like bears once. Before. Didn't see the parent, and I was like, yeah, yeah. you were out of here. All right, Brad, <laughs> thanks like for your call. Before, if you don't bother them, they won't bother you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they will bother your garbage, though. So thanks very oh, yeah. much, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> Take I, care. Because they're sitting on you like, I didn't look at you. I didn't have any problem with you. You could stay there all day as far as I'm concerned. You know, talking about lilies, uh, I was interviewing Brent Heath from Brent and Becky's Bulb is a friend of ours, and I'm sure you know about them, but I didn't know anything about them. Mardigan lilies. Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah, that he says are the first ones to bloom, and they'll go, they'll grow in the shade or just light, mm-hmm. you know, light sun. That'd be a good option, I think, for me. It would be great, and some of them get super tall. Like, there's, like, Mardigans that get, like, 10 feet tall. They're crazy. I'm going to have to try those this yeah. year. All right, let's say hi to uh, Barbara. She joins us now from Jefferson on the Organic Gardeners on KDK Radio. Hey, Barbara, good morning. Good morning, guys. Happy Easter. Uh, yes, I'm calling about a calantia plant. My friend has two of them here. One is the small one that seems to be staying small, but the older one has grown over the uh, sides of the, like a vine almost. And she wants to throw it out because she thinks it's ugly. And I keep telling her, I think it's just the variety it is. What about it, Jess? What was the plant again? Calantia. It was. I don't know. You buy them all the time in the supermarkets. Like, uh, okay, so it's a, like a succulent leaf with little star-shaped flowers. I think so. Bright colored. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. pretty what, easy to grow. Yeah, they're they're they don't have to be watered a ton because they do have those nice thick thick succulent water holding leaves. What was the problem? Okay. One was growing over the side of the pot. One, yeah, one is staying small. Yeah. Newer one that she received. Okay. And before that, probably a year before that, we got this other one. She lives with me. She's mm-hmm. in her 90s. Mm-hmm. But anyhow, neither one of us know much about them. And this other one that's growing over the thing like a vine almost. And for me, it doesn't bother me. I don't think it's ugly, but she thinks it's ugly. So okay. I think she wants to throw it out. And I keep saying, no, I think it's just the way it should be. But yeah. I, I mean, whether to pinch it off and let it get smaller or what yeah they're not normally like plants that cascade like that so if 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 a flowering stalk kind of drooped down over the edge you know when it's done flowering you can cut that off when it's done flowering you know i've got i've got some growing on the windowsill one that is doing that that's not getting enough not getting enough light and it kind of does do that trailing and they're not supposed to you know if they have the proper light but for me i love it but if you're roommate doesn't love it there's no problem in trimming it back you could probably make some cuttings out of it too yeah make some new plants well she hasn't had any flowers on that one Mm -hmm. but we have had it down low where it wouldn't get a lot of daylight Mm -hmm. and that Mm -hmm. could be the problem yeah yeah so i will i have transferred it up higher where now maybe it'll get some light but i kind of like the idea that you know cascading over but we haven't had flowers maybe you guys are gonna have to fight it out huh not really. <laughs> it's just a plant after all. But, you know, the it'll other just thing. Be, it'll just be here and she won't like it. <laughs> the other thing that you could do that might help solve the problem as well is when you put it in more light is also to transplant it. If it's been in that same container okay. for two years, yeah. Yeah. you could pot it up idea. just about an inch wider in diameter. You don't want to go okay. real big on the pot, but that would help too. And then you could pinch it off a little bit maybe. Yes, you could. You definitely it. could. Yep. 
Absolutely. And it would help it to get new growth. You bet. Okay, well, that sounds good because I certainly didn't want to put it out in the garbage. Right. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Have a great day. And, oh, and by the talk of the poinsettias, we didn't exactly hear uh, any of what you had said. Uh, said before on that, but she's grown one all over the winter, and it, we had beautiful red leaves on it, but it's kind of ugly because it's just some ugly red leaves on there, but I still enjoy looking at that thing, too. Oh, yeah, right. that's nice. You know, I always, like, I always like to keep those going. Yeah, and she can't believe it's still here, and it's still, flo- you know, has the red leaves, and looks like new little flowers are coming on, or new little Great. leaves, and Great. so it's it's surviving also, but it's just right there by the window, and I guess it's done well for the winter. Yeah, know? well, you got some green thumbs in your house, That's it sounds. Sure. Well, I don't know. I've never been a gardener, but I've listened to you guys for a few oh, years. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. You're a gardener. I, 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 yeah, you're, you're a gardener. I think you're doing great, you know, keeping those poinsettias going. Uh... Well, you know what? We have great flowers, and I bring in my. Um, Oh, what are they? The uh, well, begonias we have in here. I have one of those Riger begonias. Mm -hmm. Riger, yep, yep. Riger, okay. I just transplanted a little bit of that, and I'm hoping for good luck with that one. Um, But I don't know anything much about them. We had beautiful little red flowers on it all all winter. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, good. Well, thank you very much for your call. Good stuff. Well, I guess Dick Till missed the cut at the Masters, so he's here today with the show. <laughs> I see him in the uh, waiting room. He'll be joining us from the green room into the Chafin Lahana Studios with Doug and Jess. Of course, the Organic Gardener is back to take your phone calls in a moment. So, please, if you have a question about trees, uh, Mr. Till would love to talk to you. Talking trees, Davy trees, moments away. 866-391-1020. Dollar Bank Instant Access. KDKARadio.com. Good morning. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. News Radio 1020 KDKA. And now it's time for Talking Trees, a service of the Davy Tree Expert Company. We are joined by Dick Till from the Davy Tree Company. And Dick, I want to start off with the weather. Uh, what does this mean for trees or does it mean anything? What have you guys been dealing with? Well, there's... A lot of trees that come out early, like silver maples and willows and privets, um, as long as it doesn't freeze solid, you know, they'll get a little wilted. And well, 26, 26 degrees, is that going to freeze them solid or not? Well, the trees that come out early, they do it every year, mm-hmm. so they're used to doing it. That's why you don't see oaks and hickories and black locusts, the real hard trees, you know, they wait to put their leaves out. They've been doing it for millions of years so they know what they're doing just like you uh so are you seeing like storm damage and stuff like that with all this rain yeah definitely with all the like i said february i think was a record-setting month for um kind of you know moisture rain and march was really wet so the ground is really saturated when we had those 50 mile an hour winds the other day we had quite a few calls and especially the evergreen trees spruces and pines you know, they have all their foliage, so the wind's like blowing on a sail, and the whole root plates are just blowing up out of the ground. Um, even some big locust trees, the ground is just so saturated. And even when the trees are healthy, the soil's not that deep around here. we got clay and shale. Those 50-mile-an-hour winds just torture on the trees. Yeah, so aside from cleaning up all those trees that have fallen over from this wind and crazy weather we've been having, are you guys doing a lot of spring pruning, and and is that something that people should be doing right now? Yeah, we're trying to finish up with our oak trees. You know, anything in the red oak family, it's susceptible to the oak weld disease. And and once they leaf out, you should not prune them at all, right, Right, the oaks? Right, exactly. So we're trying this week, probably even next week, 
luckily it's been cold enough that we can still prune the oak trees but you know the oaks and the elms and sycamores there's certain trees you can't prune during the growing season because of the diseases that are out there so let's talk about some things that we can do as gardeners to be successful with our trees especially newly planted trees that might have been planted just in the last fall okay well one thing again with all this rain you know plants need the moisture but also they need air in the roots to grow and develop properly and if you have some newer plants that are planted in a low area and they're sitting in water you got to watch those um, even if you can get a soil probe and kind of stick it around the base to try to drain the moisture out. So make some air channels in there so air can percolate down to the root zone. Right. A lot of people don't realize that, right? That, that trees and other plants need oxygen to access their roots. Right. And that's so, the main reason you don't want to plant trees too deep. You know, when you get a new plant from the nursery, whether it's root balled or, you know, ball and burlap or in a container, you want to plant it so the root balls at the same height as it was when it was growing or even elevate it, you know, raise it up a little bit and mound it. One of the worst things you can do is plant it too deep and then the roots can't get the air. Is it too early to start mulching because no. it's been so wet? No, it's a good time to mulch. You know, again, you just don't want to over mulch or do the volcanoes. Yeah, I mean, I know we talk about it a lot, but we have to remind people, please remind people, uh, because I tell the story about this place right across from when we drive out of the radio station that they have that volcano mulch and it's getting bigger and bigger every year and i swear to god it's got to be three or four feet up on a big oak tree on 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 the bottom of the tree yeah and it's you know realize you're keeping the moisture against the trunk and promoting decay and gives the insects a place to hide and, and then poor trees a lot of times with all that moisture they actually start to sprout roots out into that upper mulch layer and yeah, you just don't over-mulch them, that's for sure. You know, two to three inches is good and on the main root area, not real close to the trunk. If you go over to someone's house and you see something like that, do you keep your mouth shut or do you tell them? No, oh, no, I tell them right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> right, because they're going to be the first ones that come to you if that tree dies. Right. And they're going to be like, Dick, why, didn't, why did my tree die? And you're going to be like, you know, I should have told you. I, so I, you just tell them, right? My, right. my son has his first house, and last year he sent me a picture. And what do you think I saw? Volcano. Yeah, volcano, volcano mulch. mulch. Yeah. You know better, you know. I guess he doesn't get up to listen to the show. I mean, like show. Dick Tills, Paul Bunyan, you and I are Don Knotts. <laughs> yeah. We're like, oh, that looks great, you know. <laughs> hey, look, we got some text messages here real quick. Just I want to make sure I get these in because they've been waiting for a half hour whenever he arrived. First question from the right out on the text line for Dick Till from Davy Tree. Uh, it says, when's the best time to prune Bradford pear trees? Um... To the, to the ground? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's funny. Dick, Dick, Dick and I have talked extensively about Bradford pears over yeah, the years. Not my favorite tree, but, you know, when they're flowering for their seven or ten days a year, they flower. They're really beautiful. And uh, as long as you're doing proper pruning and just cleaning out the inside and the dead wood and the crossover branches, you can do that almost any time. Well, we'll talk about why that's not one of your favorite trees. And, and when when did everyone start planting Bradford pears? When did they, they, they come into to favor? It's been at least around 25 years ago, and, um, you know, it's just genetically the way they grow with their sharp crotches, um, you know, when the stems get bigger right next to each other with a sharp V crotch, you get a ice storm or snowstorm or heavy winds, they split apart all the time. Uh, you know, you can cable them together and do cabling and bracing, and, but uh, 
uh, when most people talk about trimming them, they're talking about topping them. And you want to uh, stay away from topping them because yeah. then you stimulate them, then they grow even faster. Yeah. All right, real quick, one more, then we're going to get to our master's update uh, from the Right Automotive text line uh, for Dick Till and Doug and Jess. Is it too late to prune an oak tree? Um, if you get it done the next couple days, you should be okay. Is that it? Like I said, it's real close. We're looking probably by the end of next week, we want to be done doing oak trees. And, you know, the buds haven't started swelling up yet. It's still been cold enough that, you know, the insects... Normally, this is way too late on a normal year, right? Yeah, well, not way too late. We're always pushing it okay. about now, but okay. it's just right at the end of the window. All right, Dick, stick around. I'm sure we'll have some more tree questions. For more information about Davy Tree or to ask what's going on with your trees, go to www.davy.com slash KDKA. And don't forget, you can always call the experts at Davy Tree at 855-982-TREE. That's 855-982-8733. All right, let's uh, give away that Janoski's gift certificate to the 10th caller at 412-922-1020. Time now for a master's update on KDK Radio. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. This Radio 1020 KDKA. It's time for Mrs. Know-It-All. She's a grower, horticulturist, and our own garden goddess. Denise Schreiber, how are you this morning? Good. I want to go out in the garden, too, and work, but I know I can't. However, <laughs> you know what everybody can do? Of course, Doug, you could come over to my place. Bittercress is out there blooming its head off. I spent three hours the other day just pulling bittercress, and it does come right out because the ground's so wet. And But I filled two large garbage bags Jeez. of this stuff. And, it, and it's still out there. It keeps coming back. And it's important to get to it before that, that flower does its thing, right? Yeah, and they pretty much bloom overnight. I've come to that conclusion. You know, you see a little tiny plant one day, and the next day it's in full bloom, and the seeds are blowing everywhere. But, you know, weeds are, you know, we can't dig. But a lot of the weeds will pull out very easily, especially some of the creepers. You can just kind of, you know, take your fingers and get underneath them and just pull them right out. So that's actually something we could be doing. You know, even, you know, it's supposed to be really nice, I think, on Wednesday. But it's still too early to get out there and really work the soil. So you've got, you know, this week to actually get ahead of yourself, get the weeds out of your garden so you're not doing it all summer long. Do, do you think bittercress is any worse than it ever has been, or, or is it the same? I think it's worse, and the reason I think that is because a lot of people don't recognize it. And then they just see, like, you know, when we see dandelions, you know, you've got that big yellow flower or Canada thistle, you know, people know that. Whereas it's sort of, you know, an undercover plant, you know, that it just kind of creeps up on you and then it's everywhere. And since it keeps receding um, pretty much all year round, it slows down in the summer. So you won't see it like in July. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the year, you will see it growing. In fact, you know, I still had a few little patches of snow out there, and I happened to move them, and there was bittercress under there, and it was actually blooming. Ugh, under the snow. Well, under, and I'm, under the snow. I'm glad you brought up the reminder, too, Denise, of uh, the, you just, just used the general phrase of creeping weeds, but I have a lot of creeping Charlie, and I don't mind it in the grass. It's just fine, or ground ivy, people also call it. But yeah. I don't like that it comes into my beds. And one of the easiest tricks to remove it is to do it just as you recommended this time of year it's real easy to pull out once it starts blooming the roots really grab tight to the ground and it's 
it's you have to literally dig it out. But right now it pulls out really easily. So that's one of my chores for the coming week. It's all under my blueberry bushes. I got to get in there and get it out. So thanks for the reminder for the work. Denise, what's going to be the first thing that you'll start planting? Uh, probably, um, I'm trying to think. Well, I have sweet peas that I want to get out there, actually. But here again, the ground's been too wet. And I have um, my beets, my pick, my famous pickled beets. Oh, so wow. I actually made seed tape, and I have a bunch of beets. I made 21 pints of pickled beets last year. <laughs> They're gone. They're gone. <laughs> Tell me about making a seed tape. How do you make them? Well, actually, what I do is I get some... Um, like uh, generic toilet paper, and I'll um, pull out a piece, and I like the single ply one possible. If not, I pull them apart, um, and then I'll cut it in half, and then what I do is I just lay the seed down, and I take a dot of your basic Elmer's glue and put it in between and just kind of flatten it down, and then what I do is I take a uh, clothespin, you know, the uh, once with the spring, and I hang them off of a, um, a wire hanger until they dry so they're not laying on the surface and stick to the surface. And then after they're dry, I actually take them down because I have a couple varieties of uh, beets that I grow, and I just take a uh, ballpoint pen and just write, you know, that this is Detroit Red or Chioga or whatever, just so I know. All right, Denise, thanks so much for calling in, and as always, great information for us. All right, and we appreciate the phone call. Were you ready to go to the phones? Sure. Let's take uh, Pete. Pete, how are you? Welcome to the program. Thanks for waiting, Pete. Hey, Pete. Hey, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, another wonderful day here in Western PA, but at least the sun's out. <laughs> uh, quick question about, like last year, I planted a lot of stuff in containers, okay? Woo-hoo. And I and I spent so much money on buying bagged, what have you, compost, you know, all that stuff. But uh, I, I think it's cheaper to buy pre-made compost. For example, there's a landscape supply down the road from me, and they offer compost. And I went down and looked at it, and it looks pretty nice. And But I just don't know what all is in it. Yeah. You know? And... Like I said, it looks good. It smells good. And I was rolling around in it a little bit. Just, uh, just, just kidding. Uh, I do. I, there's nothing. That's totally normal in my book. Okay. If you say but, so. Uh, but I, I'm wondering about, I mean, not so much like growing tomatoes in it and stuff, but like for root crops, like carrots, potatoes, what have you, how do you know? I mean, is that really, you know, you know where I'm going? With I know this? where you're going with it, and it's a great question. And I love, first of all, that you're mixing compost in with your potting soil when you're growing in your containers, because that is my trick. I do 50-50 with the potting soil and, and compost. And I don't buy my compost by the bag. I agree with you. It's a lot of plastic to throw away. It's expensive to buy it that way. So buying it in oh, bulk, yeah. buying it in bulk from a landscape supplier is the way to go. I mean, for me, I just mm-hmm. pay the shipping charge and they dump, I actually usually get about 12 cubic yards because I use it in all of my beds as well. But um, you can, yards. yeah, wow. yeah, it's a big pile and it's a lot of work, but it's all right. It's, it's all for the good of the garden. But anyway, so you could certainly do, you know, get a cubic yard or whatever you need dumped uh, into the garden, but you do need to ask questions about that compost. And for me, the number one question that you need to ask from the supplier is whether or not that compost is made with biosolids. And biosolids is the secret code word for sewage sludge. And there is a lot of different types of commercially made 
bulk compost that do contain biosolids, which for me as an organic gardener, I don't want that, especially not near any food crops. So ask that question. And, and if you get an answer that is true and no, they don't, then that's probably a great product to add to the garden. All right. It is 7.55. We'll come back and wrap up this week's edition of The Organic Gardeners. Then uh, Frank Dentici and I getting ready to uh, head to the kitchen for the Coons Cooking Hour on this Sunday morning. Leftover ham recipes and also a salute to our friends of the Orthodox faith. Today being their Easter Sunday, we'll share some traditions and recipes there as well. Stay with us. Good morning. Doug and Jessica teach you how to keep it green. The Organic Gardeners. This Radio 1020, KDKA. Thank Dick Till from the Davy Tree Expert Company for coming in. Thanks, Dick. Always a pleasure. And come out and see me today at the Butler County Home Show at 2 p.m. today. I've got lots of free seeds. We'll talk gardening. We're going to have a lot of fun. What's the first thing that's going to go in your garden? Lettuce. Mm-hmm. And then peas. Plants or seeds? Uh, both. I do both. I see the plants are available. And the second thing, rabbits. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> kidding. No. I got a fence, so I'm okay on the rabbits. Yeah, I got a fence too, but sometimes some somebody doesn't close the gate. Oops. <laughs> and then we got rabbits, so. The deer wild. don't close the gate as they come and go. Yeah, they've been is? in there too. Remember, <laughs> the organic gardeners always aim to create a better place to garden. And a safer place to live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.